0: Howdy, howdy,
1: and hello,
0: and welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe paranormal events to determine the truth, or more frequently, probe paranormal events, get sidetracked, and talk about vicious street grannies and Latin dogs.
2: hello, you little dog. Aren't you so cute? What's it's name? Ricardo
0: I'm hosting this week and my name is Kev Alongside me, with no idea as to what's coming up, is Granville Moonwalker This week, we are getting extraterrestrial Well, I know that's what we almost always do But this week, we are heading into space outer space into outer space into inner
1: outer space 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 where no one can hear you scream
0: unless they're there too and have a helmet well to be fair not a helmet (laughs) imagine you're in space you put a bike helmet on and suddenly everyone can hear you (laughs) that makes no sense
1: Just like cycling a BMX through space. (laughs) Did you know, Mr.
0: Moonwalker, that there is a Eh? (laughs) Well, there's there's mathematical evidence in our solar system that suggests that there is a ninth planet.
1: Ooh. Math. Uh, Hold on. I have a question. Yes? Is this ninth planet including Pluto? No. So there's ten. If you don't
0: trust science, say no more. But math doesn't lie. This is numbers, not opinions. Granted, the numbers are then interpreted by a human to work this out, but regardless, today we are dealing in facts. The Kuiper Belt is a disk of shit in the outer solar system extending from the orbit of Neptune, 30 astronomical units, or AUs, to 50 AUs. Oh. This belt is similar to the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, but 20 times as wide and between 20 and 200 times more massive. The Kuiper belt is full of solid and icy bodies not quite big enough to become planets, including previous planet 9, Pluto. And obviously, if something deserves these belts, the inner solar system can be pebble-dashed. In January 2015, Caltech hotshots Konstantin Batijin and Mike Brown noticed that at least five objects in the Kuiper Belt, dwarf planets and icy bodies, were behaving unusually. These objects were clustering as if influenced by the gravity of an object that can't be seen further out. The only other explanation for this clustering that could be backed by theory is pure chance at 0.007% likelihood. There is no other possibility. It is most likely that a giant Planet 9, or X, was ejected from the inner solar system by Jupiter. This is all detailed in the Astronomical Journal, Volume 151, Number two in a journal article by the aforementioned authors titled Evidence for a Distant Giant Planet in the Solar System. I'm going to Harvard reference this journal article in the episode notes so you can cite us in your university or college work. To reiterate, this is backed by mathematical modeling and computer simulations.
1: What if if there is no giant planet whose gravity is pulling these? I think I see where you're going already. And they're just cold. They're just lonely. They want to huddle up together. Okay, that isn't where I thought you were going. (laughs) (laughs) At all, in fact. You're
0: suggesting planets get cold and cuddle. Yep. Sentient planets like in Guardians for the Galaxy.
1: Of the Galaxy.
0: Isn't that what I said? (laughs) No. That's definitely what I thought I said.
1: That's definitely not what you said.
0: God darn it. My mouth isn't working already. Three sips in. Woo! I thought you were going to say that it's some sort of alien mothership rather than the planet. I was way off base. Way
1: <laughs> off. No, they're just cold. i just want to cuddle. Cuddle. Just hold me. Hold me tight. A
0: lego. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A later theory, in 2016, indicated that it is possible that rather than being ejected by Jupiter, our solar system could have trapped planet X, taken it from another star. We wanted that shit. Or that planet X could have formed in the outer solar system and then had its orbit pulled into an eccentric pattern by a passing star. Regardless of how it got there, this planet would have to orbit the Sun in a highly elongated and eccentric orbit far beyond the reaches of even Pluto. It would be 20 times farther from the Sun than Neptune, which would mean that it could take between 10,000 and 20,000 Earth years for this planet to make one orbit around the sun. Neptune takes 165 years to complete an orbit of the Sun. To have the effect observed on the Kuiper Belt, Planet X would have 10 times the mass of Earth. So why haven't we found it yet? We of course know that a distant planet would likely be incredibly dim. We are still finding large objects in the Kuiper Belt much closer. But what if in addition to being a very long way away. For large parts of the orbit, this Planet X was trapped from our perspective behind the Sun, so it's not even in our field of view. Meanwhile, space is huge, and we don't know exactly where to look. I'll just add here that if a planet is discovered, The naming rights go to the person who discovered it and have to be approved by the International Astronomical Union. If someone formally discovers Planet X, please call it Planet Probe. You'll make me very, very happy.
1: So what you're saying is that we somehow managed to pull this planet from... its Well, not that it is, but we possibly managed to pull this planet from another solar system? Possibly. One of the theories, yes. What if that solar system wasn't cool (laughs) and it wasn't part of the cool solar system? So it's just edging its way over, trying to make friends with the planets. Again, sentient planets. What actually happened, why Pluto is no longer a planet, is because Pluto got friendly with it and they kicked Pluto out. You're not part of the cool club anymore.
0: So, you're pushing all the science to do with sizes and independent moons and orbits and whatnot to one side, and you're going with sentient planets that decided themselves to make Pluto not a planet anymore. You're raising your heart- hands at me like that's completely legitimate, and what am I talking about? Precisely. Which planet you're is a in Madman! Is there a planet in charge? Saturn. Why Saturn? it's
1: got the ring.
0: Why does that make it the in charge? The holy ring. Is it the one ring to rule them it all? It is. <laughs> I feel like you were going bum ring there, but I've turned I it into wasn't. Lord of the Rings. The holy ring. Holy.
1: Oh, I wasn't even going there. I was going you, so you like going holy? The bat can hurt that. Yeah, I can
0: Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Nibiru. Are all in retrograde.
1: Sorry. Are all in retrograde.
0: Well, you, you ruined my moment there. Really.
1: I apologize.
0: I apologize. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Nibiru. Nibiru, to some, is another name for Planet X. You didn't see that coming, did you? You needed me to explain it. Remember that I said today we are dealing in facts. Well, we've covered science, so now it's time for the facts. To really understand this one, we need to look to the past. Psychic and founder of website ZetaTalk website, Nancy Leader, was warned by aliens that Nibiru would pass the Earth closely on May 27th. 2003, stopping the Earth from rotating, resulting in pole shift. After 2003 passed, they realised the date was wrong and changed it to 2012. When that didn't happen, Nancy said that it was a white lie to fool the establishment and refused to disclose the true date. Unusually, Nancy's website also states that aliens, or Zetas, Identified the coordinates of Nibiru in 1997, stating that the planet was found at these coordinates by search teams on three continents between 2001 and 2003. ZetaTalk further states that Nibiru became visible to the naked eye in spring 2003, exactly where predicted by the Zetas in 1997. Now. Where the shit weasel were we for these events? Because I do not remember a planet being visible with the naked eye in 2003. Me neither. I'll be honest, I found the Zetatalk website very confusing, but it is now predominantly focused upon pole shift, something that does happen and may temporarily reduce the magnetic field of the Earth, but which Zetatalk suggests is a specific response to the magnetic pull of Nibiru. Since the 1990s, the Earth's North Pole in the Arctic Ocean has actually been moving with increasing speed, from 15 kilometres, kilometres, <laughs> are you lad <allowed>? 15 <laughs> kilom- kilometres. 15 kilometres per year to 55 kilometres per year towards Siberia. But this isn't a case of the Earth ceasing rotation due to Nibiru. I didn't go too hard into Zeta Talk and Nancy because I'd imagine this will be a case you will be covering one day, Granville. <laughs> I can see your eyes twinkling already. (laughs) Suffice to say, Nancy apparently has a history of amending or removing her claims when they turn out false, and scientists rejected Nancy's claims on Nibiru as if a planet was going to move that closely past us, the gravitational effects would be easily identifiable. But that doesn't mean that the planet
1: itself isn't real. Okay. I have two things. Mm Mm-hmm. One. Mm Mm-hmm. How pissed is Pluto (laughs) that Pluto is not a planet? But this planet further out is being called a planet. Pluto is absolutely brewing. Pluto is kicking off. Kicking right off.
0: knocking the shit out of the shit in the Kuiper Belt.
1: Two. Yes. What if this is Pluto?
0: What if Nibiru is Pluto? Yep. But it can't be. But it can be. Explain to me how it can be, Split taking into account in the mass impact of the gravity that Pluto isn't big enough, big enough to display.
1: Split itself in two. It was like, I'm off.
0: Pretty sure even if Pluto doubled in mass, it still wouldn't have the gravitational pull. Give me more.
1: Fucking can do if it wants.
0: <laughs> it can do. Shut up, twat. And three I'm pretty sure you said
1: he had two points but go on <laughs> five sips and I can't count <coughs> um three seven um <laughs> yeah, Nancy, two, go ahead Nancy claims mm-hmm. that the original dates were just to confuse yes uh, who was it she was trying to confuse the establishment It's a white lie to fool the establishment. Yes. What the hell can the establishment do about this? They can't do anything. It's just a case of it's going to happen. We can watch it.
0: Maybe they could cover it up via controlling all the research that's going on, all the feeds from satellites and whatnot, and make them look the wrong way on the date that it is. And by giving them the wrong dates, she's making them focus on those when actually it's coming at a different time. That only Nancy and her friends know.
1: What if she's giving them different dates so they spend all their money and research investigating this on those dates. And she slips into their laboratories or their secret facilities and is stealing.
0: She's going to take down the establishment. Government
1: files. You
0: you should never steal government files. We've definitely never done that.
1: It's not called stealing if it's us. It's apprehension.
0: It's... It's, it's research. It's exposing, if it's us. It's research. We're great at exposing.
1: Talk for yourself.
0: I'll talk for you too. Wait! <laughs> 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 to really understand this one, we need to look to more modern times. Remember back in 2012 when everyone was theorising as to how the world would end due to the Mayan long count calendar? One theory put forward was that Planet X would be passing, resulting in a barrage of meteors and asteroids and or pole shift. When Comet Elenin passed in 2011, many people thought that this was Nibiru in disguise. That Just put on a wig. (laughs) Sentient. Used one of its hands to put on a wig that it created with
1: its other hand. Use his other hand to put a fake mustache <laughs> over its mouth. <laughs> it's not me, guys. Uh, my name's Eladin. Hi.
0: That comet Hi. flew too close to the sun and broke into many small pieces. They weren't planet X. You see, to really understand this one, we need to look further to the past. <laughs> The origin... I'm sorry, I've made myself laugh there. (laughs) I'm such a child. The origin of the Planet X theory goes back much further than the Mayans. In 1976, ancient astronaut theorist Zakaria Sitchin wrote The Twelfth Planet, which was a book using Sitchin's own translation of Sumerian cuneiform, an ancient language, to identify Planet X, Nibiru, orbiting the Sun every 3600 years. Sumer one day became, to oversimplify, modern-day Iraq, as we've covered on episode 92, Real Stargates. Okay, you Sumerians may have been out in terms of the time to orbit based on more recent data, but Sumerian was pretty much the first human language first recorded about 3,100 BCE, before Common Era. This is the birth of advanced civilization. Humans went from nothing, leaf pants, to inventing the wheel, written language, time, futuristic art, beer and sandals almost overnight. How?
1: Twelfth planet, huh? So is there another two planets out there? Are they including Pluto in their uh <laughs> in their findings? Uh, nah, I'm... So is there thirteen or is there eleven? Redacted <laughs>
0: <laughs> That information is classified, sir.
1: So are they are they alluding to the fact that the twelfth planet is Nubiru or Is there more out there? So if this Nubiru is planet 12, did it eat the other two planets? (laughs) It got hungry. Is it Colossus? Mm. Is it Colossus? You're
0: referring to the one that's usually in either the Fantastic Four or the X-Men.
1: Yeah. The Eater of Worlds.
0: I think Colossus is an X-Man, but I know the one you're referring to. (laughs) I can't remember. Colossus is the big metal guy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh.
1: (sighs) Ah. What's that called? I really don't know. I think it is Colossus. But I'm not sure. <laughs> um, or is it Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt <laughs> out there munching on food. And then isn't it... Oh, the Silver Surfer and... Sorry, it's just going to really bother
0: me until I can remember the damn... Isn't dam. it
1: Dormammu in... Your Dormammu? Captain Strange.
0: Captain Strange? Do you mean Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange, Strange sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Captain Strange, he's he's a a hero. hero. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And
0: Dr. Planet.
1: Gonna take your
0: planet down to zero. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to pause this, I think, and Google that thing, because it's going to drive me mad. We'll be back after this quick message from our sponsor.
1: (coughs) We apologise to everyone out there that knows the answer to this and has been listening to us bumble our way through different names <laughs> of, of characters graybeard is now going to enlighten you as to the name
0: galactus bearch
1: knew <laughs> that all along just testing you
0: like hell did
1: you <laughs> like the x men ship it's so frustrating all over again. isn't it like
0: we've probably spoken about that loads of times informally over the years Yet when you're put on the spot whilst you're recording, things just shoot from your mind. But I struggle to remember your real name sometimes. Jeff? Jaffa. <laughs> Have we ever told the Jaffatha story? I don't know. Well, uh, let's not do it now, but maybe one day. I'll tell you how humans... (laughs) I'll tell you the story now. (laughs) No, no, no. How humans suddenly became civilised. Planet X. I really thought we were going to talk about how humans suddenly became civilised in the last section, and we just didn't. I I was was going hard for it. Bet you were. (laughs) Oh, no. Planet X, Sitchin discovered, was populated by sentient beings, the Anunnaki as depicted in Sumerian mythology. These, it is written, were the first gods of humanity. I will add that Sitchin, who passed away in 2010, denied any connection between his Planet X and Nancy leaders quite passionately, whereas Nancy, of course, claimed them to be one and the same. Sitchin worked out that Nibiru will next pass around the year 2900, though the Anunnaki do have other means of travel such as spaceships so could visit before them. In a very small nutshell, Sitchin theorised that during Nibiru's closest pass by the Earth, the Anunnaki, being technologically advanced, decided to visit Earth 450,000 years ago in search of valuable minerals,
1: a.k.a. God, God. God. That's a keeper. A.U. The, the periodic table. All right. <laughs> the God.
0: The Anunnaki begun mining in Africa. The Anunnaki were large though, so they struggled getting in mines and got bored of the physicality of mining the Anunnaki, decided to blend their genes with Homo erectus, which were roaming around to basically create mining slaves, Homo sapiens. This is backed up by something like 183 genes in the human genome being of unexplained origin. Our DNA holds the genetic code of ancestors to which no fossil record exists. The Anunnaki stayed for a time and by the time of the Sumerians shared some knowledge such as written language, architecture, sandals and mathematical calculations for the orbit of Jupiter more than 1,400 years before this would be established in Europe, before departing with the minerals they needed. This is of course one of the foundations of the ancient astronaut or ancient aliens theory theory. Aliens made human slaves
1: Got us to do their bidding And then buggered off and left us to it
0: Yeah, created us, made us do their dirty work Did give us some knowledge Then buggered off Once they'd got what they wanted And left us to destroy the planet ourselves
1: Do you know what I would do If we ever met them Lift them? I would bear hug them And German suplex them Fucking sandals I hate sandals <laughs> Why do you hate sandals? They're useless.
0: So you've owned some to make that judgment?
1: I had a pair of sandals when I was a kid, and I was like, (laughs) these, what the fuck are these? I hated them. Back when your parents made you wear whatever they bought you. Terrible time.
0: I was never bought sandals. Well, aren't you a lucky bastard? (laughs) You you were bought a pair of shoes, though, weren't (laughs) you? Both shoes. (laughs) oh uh, this is this is not good but um when i broke up with that person many many decades ago well more than a decade ago anyway <laughs> i um put those in a box and left them back in their house <laughs> uh, i'm not a boat shoe lover i'm i'm sorry uh, that's not me i remember the first time we saw those they was just sitting on a shelf in my bedroom <laughs> Kev, what are they?
1: (laughs) What the fuck have you got boat shoes for?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You think I would like them because I love boats. Sometimes you research these cases and then when you come to record them, they just go in a completely different direction to what you're expecting. (laughs) Uh, Other than translations of religious texts, what evidence do we have to back this up? Sumerians left behind thousands of clay tablets depicting all of this. Sumerians didn't have telescopes and couldn't see Uranus and Neptune, for example. Yet they developed space maps including those planets and their orbits, mapping out Nibiru's route to Earth.
1: Did they also map out Nibiru's route to Uranus?
0: (laughs) Hmm... And I just don't want to continue that line of conversation with your sentient planets. (laughs) A clay tablet discovered in the ruins of the Royal Library at Nineveh. And I've completely mispronounced that, but I've got no idea how to say it. But the Royal Library at Nineveh illustrates this. We've covered some stuff similar to this in a few episodes, so I won't dwell too long. But take note of this Sumerian tablet of Anunnaki I'm now showing you, Mr Moonwalker. Note that a depiction of the solar system is included, detailing twelve planetary bodies: the eight planets we know of, Pluto, the Sun, our Moon, and Nibiru. There you go. These ancient people couldn't have known all of this. I'll post these on our Instagram
1: at But It Was Aliens podcast. So yeah, what I have here is a clay tablet. You say depicting, are these the Sumerians or the Anunnaki? Well, it's depicting three it's, people. and It's in, a
0: Sumerian tablet depicting Anunnaki.
1: And in the background, there is the sun in the centre, surrounded by 11 different circles, mm-hmm. which we're assuming are planets. Can't tell yes. which is which. However, here we go. There also appears to be a ibex trying to lick something. I don't know what it's trying to lick. A what? An ibex.
0: Oh, in the bottom right. Is that... What's that thing hanging between its legs? I mean, I know that sounds like an obvious question, but that looks a little bit too high up to be what you'd immediately think it is.
1: I would have probably just assumed that to be a titty.
0: But then only one? Yeah.
1: That's a pretty thin and long titty. Can't put that much detail into a clay model.
0: Well, I mean, I've got standards in in my art, let me tell you. (laughs) Look, the one on the left has got it as well.
1: Yeah. We can also see some... Titty tablet. ...shapes here that look like Tetris squares. I think actually (laughs) this is the same (laughs) tablet, just repeated.
0: Oh, you mean in the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I gave you a little diagram to help you to understand which one's which and whatnot.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm just going on and on about the uh, Ibex and the Tetris. So we have another picture here, thank you Kev, which shows the sun and the planets in the order that they are shown on the clay tablet. And
0: so as you'll see, Hmm. Planet X, a.k.a. Planet 9, a.k.a. Nibiru top left of this depiction and is smaller than jupiter but similar in size to saturn obviously that doesn't mean that the mass is it could be more or less massive
1: oh nibiru
0: i've also got a sumerian star map to show you which evidences the sumerians insane astronom astronomical capabilities
1: Okay, what I'm seeing here looks like a pancake with mathematical equations on it. However, I'm going to take it as what Keb says it is. I, I and It is a star map. I, yeah, but I can't read that. So I can't tell you what I'm looking at other than it looks like a pancake with mathematical equations written on it. So this star map is pancake. Nom,
0: nom, 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 nom. Let's not go back to pancakes. It is bonkers to me how these people were so, so advanced, yet they lived in like... Some of
1: us now struggle to tie shoelaces. Well... I'm not meaning us, I just mean people in general. What?
0: I was more going to go to how can you completely map out the entire solar system and perhaps beyond, yet you can't build a house? Didn't they live in like mud huts or... Maybe they didn't need to.
1: Maybe they didn't have... It's just
0: funny um, how... Things develop in certain areas but not in others. Maybe they didn't have predators. Yeah, but you still want to keep warm. Where's their electricity? What if they had th.
1: Th. What if they had had (laughs) th. I am th. What if they had fur on their bodies to keep them warm? The Sumerians? Yeah. They're just like us but hairy let me rephrase just like me (laughs) or their body temperature was higher what if the weather was totally different then I
0: mean I didn't didn't research in that direction because I didn't think that was where this was going to go either so I don't have any information to back that up unlikely because I don't think it's been long enough for us to develop in different ways in that manner but Maybe the Sumerians were special. Maybe they were.
1: Maybe they were the original Planet X, X (laughs) X-Men. Galactus! What if X-Men is our history?
0: Whoa! Wasn't that um, Apocalypse? See, I remember that guy. Like the first mutant Mm. who was around in ancient Egyptian times. Yep. Maybe that is With oh. his
1: crazy superpowers that you only ever see once and he never uses ever again. So therefore many plot holes in the film that could have been taken care of. But you know, the X Men got a win, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got a guilty pleasure for the X Men. Oh. I've just same. enjoyed all their films. I used to really bearing in mind I wasn't hugely into cartoons other than the Teenage Mutant hero slash Ninja Turtles. Ninja. Well, the cartoon was Hero because Ninja was too violent, but everything else was Ninja. Depends when you watched it. After the watershed. (laughs) The turtles got rowdy, son. They were popping beers and slapping booty. You've knocked me very hard off my trail of thought and I can't remember where I was going.
1: X-Men. Cartoons.
0: Yeah. I didn't really watch many cartoons at all, as we've probably discussed before, but one cartoon I did really like was X-Men. X-Men, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Keenan and Kel. I know they're not cartoons, but they were the they were my childhood programmes mainly.
1: I watched fucking loads. X-Men, Power Rangers wasn't a cartoon, but Power Rangers. My parents, Thundercats, He-Man, Sharky and childish. George. Sharky and George
0: when I was really little. Like I'm talking four or five, and that was on really early in the morning, re- mm-hmm. reruns. Yeah. Sharky and George. The crime, crime busters, busters of the sea. I used to love that, but Earthworm, like I said, I was
1: very little Earthworm Jim, running steam.
0: Earthworm Jim, okay, that was another cartoon I really Beavis liked. Butthead. I may or may not have downloaded the entire series of Earthworm Jim whilst at university as an adult to watch. <laughs>
1: Earthworm Jim. The Animals of Farbing Wood. No. The Littlest Hobo. Eat ass, son. Uh, <laughs> wasn't a cartoon, but that was fucking great. Had one of the best theme songs ever.
0: My issue with, well, not issue, but my problem with watching cartoons is that my dad worked in the building trade and he would come home. He'd start really early, so sort of five earlier in the morning. He'd come home usually by the time I was home from school. And so I'd put on Keenan and Kel. He was like, what's this shit? Boom, off, vampire movie on (laughs) every time. (laughs) (laughs) So my access was limited. I'd watch
1: cartoons while doing my ironing.
0: You love ironing. Granville has an unnatural love for ironing. <laughs> it's relaxing. I've got uh, an uncanny ability to iron and make things more creased than they were when I started. <laughs> <clears throat> I can remember once you came to stay when, a while ago, when I lived in Norwich. Yep. You came to stay and you, I was ironing. You were like, what the hell are you doing? Let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> to took the fence. fuck out of the way. <laughs> it's not how you fold it.
1: Uh, got taught to do housework from the age of six years old. Yeah. So.
0: Your mum's a queen, son.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Didn't think that at the time. <laughs> no, no, but it
0: sets you up well. Exactly. To really understand this one, we need to look to the recent past. <laughs> not our recent past. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually. In 2016... Kadim Finjan, the Iraqi Minister of Transport, held a press conference to announce a new airport. The minister claimed that 5,000 years ago, Sumerians had built and used an airport in the Daikwa Governorate to launch spaceships. And again, apologies about my pronunciation. But this claim, hint, hint, it's international news. Finjan said,
1: Ah. Uh. I've got to fucking read, I'm not doing it Right Perhaps
0: I was going to say that, (laughs) exactly that
1: Perhaps
2: many of the people Of the Degar Governorate Do not know that the first airport to be built on planet Earth 5000 years ago Before the Christian era Was built here In Degar Jack Oh no When the Sumerians settled here, they knew full well that the atmosphere was suitable for flying to outer space. It was from here that the Sumerian spaceships took off towards the other planets. The Sumerians were the first to discover the 12th planet, which was acknowledged by NASA and named Nibiru, and which completes its orbit around the sun every 3,600 years.
1: God damn it, Austin! (laughs) You turned into Vince.
0: (laughs) I was trying so hard not to do a culturally offensive accent to the place these people were from and I don't know what came out of my mouth instead but it's probably offended a whole different bunch of people. I mean no offense, folks. I'm just a silly sausage. Where's his
1: proof of this? (laughs) Like...
0: I mean, it's a bold claim. I mean, you saw the chap on the video. This was a proper sort of press conference announcement for an important official, and he's coming out with that
1: kind of I mean, if madness. You, if you're coming out with this, you better back it up. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, but... I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my gosh, that that's pretty bonkers, isn't it? Imagine, like, the the vice president of the United States or something snipping a little string and opening an airport and then saying that, well, yeah, 3,000 years ago, aliens were here.
1: and This is where they took off from. (laughs) So let us take off from here and follow our ancestors. Arrgh, brother. Jack. What
0: happened to the Sumerians? The Sumerian city-state, arrgh, was stormed by the Elamites between the. Oh, sorry. Meanwhile, the Amorites were also taking over Sumer. Both Ites were absorbed into Babylonian culture and the knowledge of the Sumerians was lost to time. Except for what was depicted in the clay. The influence of Planet X continues in the modern day, though. David Mead American conspiracy theorist and self claimed Christian numerologist, which by the way is a field that doesn't exist, would tie Planet X and Nibiru to passages from the Bible in 2017, predicting the end of days on the 23rd of September 2017. Mead would claim that NASA discovered Planet X in the 1980s and have been covering up its impending strike. Obviously, that didn't happen, so Meade then changed his prediction to spring 2018, which also didn't happen. Meade Mead, <laughs> Mead then predicted the rapture in 2018, which didn't happen. I'm just including this for completion's sake. This bit is bullshit, but it doesn't detract from the science we begun this episode with.
1: Is Meade Nancy in a wig?
0: Well, I think mead by name, mead by nature. Mead sounds like mead is smashed.
1: Mm-hmm. Give me some mead. Give me some mead. Mead. There's a lot of uh, date switching here, isn't there? hmm Do you know? Uh, incorrect actually, dates, Actually, yeah. I don't think this would be cool, but at the same time, would be pretty cool. Is if the world of Rapture was real. As
0: in Bioshock Rapture. Yes. I mean that would you go there? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So in what way would that be cool?
1: Because it would be there. Be twisted, I'll give you that. I'd see it from the outside. If although I suppose if I was like really old and like it was my last day, I'd go to Rapture. If yeah, Rapture I'd flip the big daddy, the bird.
0: If Rapture wasn't underwater, if it was on land, I'd go. But I don't like the thought of going somewhere where I have to rely on equipment to breathe. But you don't. Well, no, but if there's a crack in the wall or something, you're that far oh, you're, underwater. Fuck. Exactly. So my thoughts are the same if I'm massively high in the
1: air. I'd ride a killer whale out.
0: <laughs> All right, the deep. Would you take an octopus with you? Why not? Just to tidy up... Nibiru... Or Nibiru... Or... Nibiru... I'm just mindful that I could have been mispronouncing that the whole way along, so I'm mixing it up. Nibiru... Was Sitchin's Anunnaki planet. Planet 9 is the theorised planet messing with the Kuiper Belt, and Planet X is Nancy's death planet as well as an earlier hypothesised planet believed to be affecting the orbits of Uranus and Neptune before calculations were corrected. But they've all been blended together and confused down the years, mainly by Nancy, so I'm using the terms somewhat interchangeably. But can we explain why we haven't found Planet X with modern technology? Hmm? What if Planet X really is a planet Populated by aliens. It could be that the planet is actually a huge mothership containing a whole civilization and being controlled to stay out of our gaze. Or even using cloaking cloaking, <laughs> cloaking to stay hidden from us. Or what if planet x is actually a planet in existence on a different plane to our own a parallel dimension perhaps the gravity from this dimension could help to explain dark energy the expansion of the universe or dark matter
1: so what you're saying is it's a possibility that this planet got too close to the edge of its own dimension and was being pulled into ours therefore we could see it at times what if it's on the edge like a glass. So, like a marble. So, several marbles. Am I right in saying a marble? I don't really know where you're
0: going yet, to be honest.
1: No. So, imagine a giant sphere with right. planets inside. Next yep. to that, Men in Black style is yep. another giant sphere on the outside.
0: So, uh, what we're seeing
1: okay. is Bleeding through. the very outside of that other sphere. Mm hmm therefore, we only see it at certain times because someone's outside just turning the spheres around and giving them a clean. We live inside snow globes. Or, uh,
0: I'm (coughs) not sure if I'm going to be able to explain this correctly, but imagine a 2D piece of paper and there's a person. So a flat piece of paper. Yeah. So that thing on the paper Mm -hmm. has no perception of the third dimension. Mm -hmm. What if... That's us with the third dimension, but there's a fourth dimension that we've got no comprehension of. And the planet is sitting in the exact same area that our solar planet system is in. in that extra dimension. So it's affecting us every but we kind can't of time. perceive that extra dimension.
1: So would you say that when we are seeing it, it's just well, a case of it's coming we- in. T- so like something's rotating and it just happens that that's the right angle that we see it at? So
0: I'm not or? saying that we're seeing it, I'm saying that because it's there and certain it's particles may be affected by the pull of it in ways we can't understand yet. So we aren't physically seeing it, but we're seeing the effects of it. Oh, okay. So, like, for example, if you believe string theory, then the strings... How long a piece of string?
1: As long as you <laughs> want, yeah? I, I agree Huge. with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> String theory solved. But these particles connected by these strings to really oversimplify. And those strings cross dimensions. So the planet's particles are moving our particles in our dimension. But like I say, we can't perceive mm-hmm. things on either the quantum scale or interdimensional scales.
1: If it is a case of a huge mothership just out there. Do you think Mm -hmm. that the visitations that we are getting are from that mothership or somewhere totally different?
0: (laughs) I'm about to hit you with a crazy left field theory. What if, to shit on my own parade, they're not coming from that planet or another planet, but they're coming from an underwater civilization on our own planet?
1: Oh, yeah, we've gone through that again. Yeah, before.
0: Yeah, because we know that we have uh, UAPs that appear to be shooting into and coming out of the water, the oceans and the seas and whatnot. Now, whether that's just incorrect data monitoring or whether that's happening, it's a phenomenon we are seeing. So either things are shooting into the water or there's something down in the water that is Launching these things out,
1: so what you're saying is that the dolphin guy was right. <laughs>
0: <It's> dolphins, <laughs> there are, yes, there are underwater Absolutely.
1: portals that these dolphins can like just travel between, but spaceships can also go between them. And he, and dolphins knows. are actually aliens,
0: he knows he's right, hence why he's dancing. He's a happy oh, mother what's trucker. His name, I want to say Christoph, oh. or is that? I was saying, I was thinking, Erin, Erin Christoph. I don't know. Are you now looking it up? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what I called it. Bear with me, (laughs) Mr. Dolphin Man Shubber is what I called it. (laughs)
0: Gosh, I can't even remember what episode that was, but I do remember the episode itself.
1: Ah, oh, what's really annoying is I can't... No, just, just don't worry.
0: But now I want to know! You've piqued my interest!
1: Don't worry about it until five minutes from now... <laughs> So I'm looking it up. Um, if
0: I continue now, you're not going to be listening to me because you're looking up previous alien. research notes to find his name, which is why you're speaking very slowly.
1: Yes, I, I am. Uh, dolphin alien man. Aeon! Aeon what? It's not Aion. <laughs> if it's Aaron Christoph or Christoph Aaron, it's something along those lines. In his healing pants. Ah, Dolphin Alien Man healing pants. We may have just cut to Google there.
0: Oh, it was so close. Eros. Is it Eros?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't do this to me.
1: (laughs) Eros. Eros Christos.
0: Oh, so close. Anyway, moving on. On the suspicious side. Zechariah Sitchin's translation of Sumerian texts has been suggested not to be accurate, with today's translations more accessible. Whoopsie! Whilst the evidence does seem bloody likely for a Planet X itself, it wouldn't be right of us not to include the fact that in 2020 an Outer Solar System Survey and the Dark Energy Survey were argued to suggest that no clustering of Kuiper Belt bodies was taking place though it was also stated that the data was insufficient to suggest that there is no Planet X. Outer solar system craft, such as Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, are not being gravitationally pulled by large unseen objects, although NASA would say that. Others have suggested that a primordial black hole, a space disk, or even a larger Planet X than predicted, or closer Planet X than predicted, could also be responsible for clustering that is observed. Basically, until we detect the thing, we just don't know, and it's expected that we will have enough data to either detect it through super telescope data or infrared radiation detection, or to rule out Planet X by 2035 so I take it in
1: 2035 we'll be coming back to do an episode on <laughs> planet X we'll revisit hmm so what we're seeing here is that the planets got cold they cuddled up they got warm <laughs> and then they went back to where they were you so are that it didn't look you're fixated like they sir. Were having a cuddle
0: I mean what I'm basically saying is that we don't know so theres <laughs> I know. There's not a huge debate to have here. And I feel like we've gone on a couple of massive side tangents and unusual Google searches for us because we just had to know. <laughs> the Dolphin Man and his dance and my gosh, what a throwback.
1: What a dance.
0: What magic clothing he had. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. In summary, we've covered the theory of Planet Nine, otherwise known as Planet X and Nibiru. I Hold
1: on. All right, I'm held. I don't know why this has only just dawned on me. Planet 9. Why planet X? Isn't X 10?
0: Well, if you're looking at Roman numerals, X is 10, but I don't believe that's a reference to Roman numerals. It's just unknown.
1: I think it is. And I think they included Pluto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they did. Maybe they did. And they changed it to planet X once Pluto was knocked off. Bodies in the Kuiper Belt are clustering, in a way, indicative of another planet existing on a hugely eccentric orbit in the outer solar system, 20 times further away than Neptune. In 1995, Nancy Leader convinced... Received communications. She didn't convince anyone, let's be honest. She received communications from the Zetas of Zeta Reticuli, Not the first time we've heard of them of course, indicating that Planet Nibiru was heading right for us in 2003.
2: And out there are numbers!
0: That didn't happen and so they recalculated to 2012, which also didn't happen and is tied into ideas on the Mayan long count. Nancy's website also ties into ideas of Nibiru to an upcoming pole shift on the Earth, but we didn't get too deep on Nancy as that has to be a future probe. With that, we looked back to 1976 when Zechariah Sitchin wrote, The Twelfth Planet a book using Sitchin's own translation of ancient Sumerian which identified Nibiru as the home of the Anunnaki who visited the Sumerians many thousands of years ago and kick-started the development of humanity by modifying Homo erectus genes thus creating mining slaves. Unfortunately Sitchin's works may not be accurate translations but that didn't stop the 2016 Iraq transport minister from claiming ancient Sumerians launched spaceships. The Outer Solar System Survey and the Dark Energy Survey were cited as indicating that no clustering was observed, though the debate rages on to this day, with other papers suggesting clustering is taking place and possibly caused by a massive disk, a primordial black hole, or a larger planet X or closer planet X than predicted. By 2035 we should have either detected planet X or have enough data to rule it out. But we don't have until 2035, so Mr. Moonwalker, is there anything you want to double back over before we stick your neck on the line and conclude? <laughs> Let's
1: have a look, shall we? Hmm. <laughs> that was an
0: interesting sound.
1: Was. Constantin Batijin. <laughs> Forgot about that. And Mike Brown. Brown Mike. Nancy Leader? No. It's totally clear what happened here.
0: Okay, so, Cheryl, will I ask you for your conclusion.
1: Are you saying.
0: The... Hold on. Are you saying that it was aliens?
1: Not even close. The... Oh, I, uh, uh, hold on. No. Yeah? No. Sentient planets. <laughs> are they aliens? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is aliens. They got cold. They had a cuddle. I'm
0: happy. They had they had an argument. They split up. Pass on that hill.
1: And uh, yeah, then we saw what it is. No, it's not fucking aliens. So, what's your conclusion that you're about to hit me with? My conclusion is, this is people just bullshitting mostly. Some of it, some of it definitely is. Nancy and the rest of it, and then the rest it's. There is not misinformation? It's suggestive
0: information, but we don't know enough.
1: Yeah. It's it's theory, really, isn't it? Rather than fact. You, you said at the start that we're dealing in facts here, but I've not heard a single fact other than that it's bullshit and theory. Bullshit and theory. Not aliens.
0: Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying that it was aliens... But I might come back to that sentence. Nibiru, Planet X, Planet Nine. I find the data on this theory really, really interesting. And if you're asking me if Planet X exists, I do find it quite hard to say no. We do have data that suggests it. Whether it's been misinterpreted is hard to say. There's only sort of the odd study suggesting that. If you're asking me whether Planet X is controlled by aliens who have communicated with Nancy Leader or who were known to ancient Sumatra, that is slightly less difficult to say no to. Though if you pushed me right now, I'd probably say yes to both. I'm saying- no, not no. Not aliens for me, but I don't rule out the concept of a Planet X itself. I think it would have been hard for life to develop as we understand it on a Planet X if it does exist with that eccentric an orbit and as it goes on such an eccentric orbit through the Kuiper Belt and the Oort Cloud and whatnot it's probably taken an absolute bombardment in addition to the freezing temperatures Yeah, I find it unlikely that anything is surviving as I say, as we currently understand it Any final thoughts Mr Moonwalker? Yes
1: Go on then And don't you dare say the word sentient We covered the fact that Nancy Was pretty much talking shit Yeah, yeah, that's inarguable to me If you look at Her surname The first three letters Spell (laughs) L-I-E She She lied She lied a lot She lied a lot (laughs) (laughs) Yeah it's not aliens for
0: me. Yep, and that is a wrap for today. So, thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. If you've enjoyed this episode, or indeed if you enjoy what we do, this was a tangent episode, then if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens, you can find a little bit more. Each month on Patreon, we release bonus episodes or side probes into more widely paranormal events. It costs barely any more than a coffee in English currency, so that's probably around two coffees in American dollars, and we use that contribution to cover our costs and explore ways to improve the show. On that note, if you have any suggestions for improvements or a suggestion for a case we should cover, you can catch us on the Twitter. I'm on Twitter! Bloody hell. At But It Was Aliens. We also have a Facebook page which is connected to a secret group you should tell everyone about called Extraterrestrial Towers where we post images from the topics we cover as well as paranormal memes and occasionally silly chit-chat. All of our social links are in the show notes. That's about it for today, so until next time. Oh, I forgot I was going to say before we close out. we I just want to read out this review that we received this week. Time of recording from Wells Orderer79. Five star review. This is the best podcast I have ever heard in my life. Not going to lie, Grandville is my favourite. His humour is a little more dry and subtle, <laughs> while Kevin is more of an annoying type of funny. I still like both of them. <laughs> And with seeing their photos today, Kev looks exactly how I pictured him. Great show, guys. (laughs) So, (laughs) this person has called me annoying and then said that I look exactly how they pictured. I look annoying. (laughs) I love that. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: You are welcome. (laughs) I apologize for being annoying. I am a little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I'm an older brother I
0: I, I thought you'd appreciate that one Mr Moonwalker so I deleted it from our emails to surprise you with it (laughs) but thank you for the reviews we do love reading them if you want to insult us that is absolutely fine (laughs) I'm going to have a chip on my shoulder out being annoying (laughs) from now on
1: (laughs) and on that bombshell we shall end the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) so until next time if planet X is roaming around the edges of our solar system, what happened to other planets like planet T, U, V, and W? Where did they go? Where do you think they went? <laughs> the truth is up there. Hashtag. <laughs>